Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Rhythm of Us. Of course, we're Chris and Jenny Gravy, and we are so excited to be back with you today. We have a really awesome guest. Yes, I am so excited about this interview. On today's episode, we had the amazing honor of sitting down with award-winning designer and brand-new author, Jean Stouffer, who you may have seen as the host of the Magnolia Network show, The Established home. Do you like this show? I loved this show. I actually actually like this show. It was very good. Um, And I didn't even know that Jean's kitchen, one of her kitchens, (laughs) I literally have pinned on Pinterest a hundred thousand times. like, this kitchen, this kitchen right here, babe. I'm like, I know, you like that kitchen. (laughs) I've literally pinned every angle of that kitchen um, on Pinterest. (laughs) I didn't even know it was hers, but it's incredible. Go check out her show. Go check out her work. She is absolutely phenomenal as a designer. But what is so neat, we watched her show this summer on Magnolia Network, and what stood out to us even more than her beautiful design, which was incredible, was her family. They all work together. She has four adult children that are all married with spouses and a bunch of children, and it is just, I think, as a family yeah. with five kids we're in the throes of family life right now <laughs> yes, with three little ones and two teenagers we are just in those golden years looking ahead at the future it was just such a gift yeah. for us to see a family a large family with so many kids and grandkids that love each other so much that yeah. have just this overwhelming respect towards each other um and they just they all work together and they are so incredible so we could not wait to sit down with Jean and ask ask her all the things, get all of her wisdom about how they did that, how they got through all these incredible years of young family life to end up where all of us hope to end up, which is close as adults with our kids. Um, So it was just so beautiful to see. And I was very excited to ask her all the questions. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is neat when you find those couples. We talk about it all the time at the Rhythm of Us, like who's that couple you admire and to see someone living out their life and doing this. And so I, we really enjoyed our time. You know, with our time with Jean, she unpacks the lessons that she's learned throughout her journey and kind of the results that have really made this such, like you're talking about, a remarkable, lasting bond with her and her family and what kind of helps create this strong success in their life and also in their business. So. But we hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. It was such a great conversation, and we learned so much from Gene. We hope you will as well. So with that being said, pull up a chair, join us. This is a great one. Let's listen in. Well, Gene, welcome to the show. We are so excited that you're here with us. Well, thanks for having me, Chris and Jenny. Happy to be here. Yeah, this is so fun. Um, I was mentioning to you before we jumped on that this summer we got to watch your show the established home. Is that correct? Do I have that right right. on the Magnolia network? And it was so incredible. We loved all the elements of it. The design Mm -hmm. was wonderful and remarkable, but what stood out to me most, even more than the beautiful design was your family and the way that you guys love each other and just have this underlying respect for one another that just stood out to me so much and so when we had the opportunity to have you on and kind of learn the secret sauce that led you through all those years of family life to this place where you're all working together and somehow still loving each other as a family i just think it's incredible and and we're just going to learn all that we can from you (laughs) well it's uh i don't know what is if there's a secret sauce but i do have some things i think i might share Yay. Good. We're Good. excited well, to jump we in. We cannot for sure. wait to. This is going to be a five hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're really going to dive deep for everyone listening here. 
just buckle up, get your tissues. We're yeah. going to learn. No. All right. So I can't wait to jump into your project, your show, Magnolia. When she says we, she means uh -huh. I was there as well. <laughs> Typically, I get in. She's like, hey, we should watch this. And I, I lovingly roll my eyes, but not in front of her. But then when I sat down and saw your show, I was like, this is so awesome. Yeah. It's such a great show. So uh, thanks for putting that on. So we'll talk about that, how you got into that. But first and foremost, for everyone listening out there right now, Tell us a little bit about your story, where you came from, the kind of the origins of Gene and where all that began. Mm. Well, um, I guess the short story is that I was brought up by very loving, practical, Jesus-loving parents. And my parents suggested that I get a business degree in school, and I did. And then when I graduated, I sold real estate for a year. It was a very difficult market in the early 80s to get a job. So real estate something you can kind of decide on your own. And um, got married and then wanted to be have a, a schedule that was more compatible with my husband's. So I got an admin job for an interior designer within walking distance of our apartment. And the world of design was opened up to me. I'd never known about it before was not part of my family's culture. And I was fascinated by what the designers were doing, that I was answering the phone, writing purchase orders, uh, sending invoices. That was my job. But I, on the side, one of the designers encouraged me to learn how to draft. That was before CAD even existed. So I went to the community college and learned how to draft. And then did some of our own projects. We bought our own first little fixer-upper um, place and we, we were doing projects and just bit by bit, people found out about me, One of particularly one of my mom's friends who was just kind of getting into empty nests, last kid moving out and realizing that the house had been through quite a bit because of all the kids, five kids like you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, it was time to fix it up. And she called and asked if I would do it for her. And I was excited about the opportunity, did the job, and it turned out really well. And it kind of, you know, one thing led to another. But as we started having children, this was back before the internet. So you couldn't shop online for anything. If I wanted to find things for my clients, that meant I had to physically go and select them in a showroom or in a store, which wasn't compatible with raising little kids, you know, mm -hmm. but the part of the job that was most interesting to me that was compatible was built-ins, drawing built-ins and particularly drawing kitchens, designing kitchens, because drawing it was, was all the design work. And then it was just picking out a paint color or something for finish. And the first kitchen that I did for a client turned out really well. And then another kind of snowball thing happened. And I found myself specializing in kitchens. And that started really a trajectory that lasted for, I mean, it's been 30 years now that my specialty has been custom kitchens, then bathrooms, then laundry rooms, then mudrooms, you know, all those kind of rooms that are like kitchen materials. And all my business was in Chicago. And then when my kids all started having, you know, settling up their own homes and their 
getting married and settling in certain locations, three of the four of them settled in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And that was my husband, Dale, and I's idea, it's time to move. So we left the town that I grew up in, that we raised our kids in, and we moved to Grand Rapids, Michigan, where subsequently my daughter, Grace, who was a teacher at the time, said that she would be interested in working with me if I ever wanted to add on to the kitchen design business and offer full service interior design. I often had people asking me if I would, but working by myself, I just, I knew it was not something I could manage by myself, but maybe with grace, I could. So we did get a request almost simultaneously for two whole home jobs, like full service, whole home interior design, not just the kitchen and bathrooms, but everything. And she said she'd leave her job and come work with me. And that kind of started a whole new era and has really created opportunities that I could have never imagined involving the next generation. Mm-hmm. Having Grace's perspective and involving her in this overall design has led to things that I I just literally never would have expected, didn't plan for, and has opened doors and opportunities and just fun things, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of thought when we moved to Michigan, it would sort of be the the wind down. (laughs) No. No. The wind up, huh? The wind up the the whole way. Well, that is such... An amazing story. I know there's stories inside of stories, and I, I hope we can dive into some of those here. And one of those stories, you talk about your daughter leaving your job, but you know, we have a lot of couples who are listening out here right now that there was a moment for your husband when he came to you, from what I understand, and there was kind of this pivotal moment in your relationship as a couple, as a family, and he was hitting kind of a wall. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about that and, and how you process that decision, because I know there's a lot of people listening right now who could be facing the exact same situation Mm -hmm. that you and your husband were and just talk how that process went, how God was involved in the whole thing. I'd love for you to share a little bit of that if you would, please. Mm, Yeah. Well, this is just one of many, many examples of God having a way when we didn't know what the way was and it being something that we would have never necessarily thought of, but that was beautiful in his eyes and strengthened our relationship. And I mean, I, I can, I mean, we've had so many examples of the Lord leading us. So I'll tell you this one. Uh, it was about 2005 and Dale had a job with a manufacturer and he was in industrial sales and he was really good at it. And his clients loved him. I guess they call them customers in industrial sales. <laughs> his customers loved him. He knew how to service them, but it involved a tremendous amount of travel. And we had, you know, four kids and lots going on. And he loved being involved in their lives. And yet the travel really prevented him from doing that. And I think he was getting exhausted from the travel and just wanted something new. And at the same time, my kitchen design business in the Chicago area was really busy. It was that lead up to the huge real estate bubble, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, that kind of yep. burst in oh, yeah. 2009. 
but it was 2005 and it was, I had more business than I could ever, ever imagine handling because at that time I handled everything, all the books, all the ordering, all the job sites, all the design, all the, everything. So he offered to come in and kind of run the back office, which relieved a lot of time spent that I had. I mean, just the books, accounting, I mean, so much stuff. And he offered to come in there and do that. It was hard for me on the one hand. I mean, exciting for me on the one hand. Oh, yay. You know, I'll have this relieved. But very hard for me on the other because I held this very tightly. And I had a system. And I had ways I like to do things, when I like to do them, and how I like to talk to people. And he is a different person than me. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, it's not like I was hiring an employee that I was going to train. He had his own way of doing things. And it was a process for me to learn to let go and assume that his way would be as effective, even if it were different. Mm. And that was growing for me. It was stretching for me. And I'm not going to, it was difficult, but it was important for me to Mm. get there. That's so beautiful. And I love that you mentioned letting go. There is a chapter in your book called Letting Go. And I literally was reading over it this morning and the tears just started flowing. I mean, I think every mom who reads this, I hope every parent gets this book. It's not a parenting book, but it kind of is. Like there's so much in it about leading your family through these crucial moments of life together. And, you know, being parents of teenagers, we can totally relate to that idea of having to let go, especially as they grow older, this idea of letting go of control of their life and really letting God take over and lead them and guide them. Can you talk through that story that you went through with, was it your youngest son? Oldest. It was your oldest son. Okay. Tell, tell us about that story and kind of what God showed you in the process of letting go and trusting him with your kids. Mm. This is probably one of the hardest things I've ever experienced in life because I took my responsibility as a Christian parent very seriously. My, my husband often thought I needed to lighten up a bit. He's <laughs> correct. But I took it really, really seriously. And it was, it was so important for me that my kids knew the Lord and that we were okay with public school throughout high school because I was like, you're at my dinner table every night. I can deprogram you. <laughs> you know? But I was always had it in my head that the only suitable place for a Christian to go to college would be a Christ-centered Christian college. I had this in my head that this was the only option. And so I spent quite a bit of time steering my kids in this direction, talking about it this way. And and when my oldest announced that, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you know Dave, you know that's not um, a hard thing to picture. And I, I probably deeply knew that it was coming anyway. But it was very hard for me when he announced that he was not going to be following that track. And instead, he wanted to take a gap year, which is something we were had talked about previously. And there were great places to do, you know, like I think about Cape and Ray, I guess, is this great Bible school that a lot of kids do for 
gap years. That sounded really great to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some other things. And it's just, it, it was basically a crisis for me because I realized that what was going on was not that David was choosing the wrong way, but that the Lord had a different plan for David than I had curated <laughs> because David was God's child and God knew him through in and throughout and what he would be facing in the future. And my view was a need to control. And I, it didn't look like, in my opinion, it didn't look like fear, but the need to control the situation actually really, when you think about it deeply, and it was a Bible study that I was in that the Lord used to reveal that that was the underlying thing that I thought I knew what was best for Dave. And we just needed to control the situation to enact what I thought was the <laughs> right course. And being confronted with the fact that, oh my gosh, actually God might have a different course in mind than my, it, it was a big moment for me. Mm. And it actually, and this is a two, a two step situation. So the first step was releasing David to go to the gap year program that God chose for him, which is working at a youth, a Christian youth hostel in Amsterdam of all places. <laughs> but for some unbelievable, well, it was a miraculous that God gave me so much peace over that, that this was not a difficult thing for me to do, to let him go to Amsterdam. Isn't that crazy? I mean, some of my friends look back and go, you were okay with that? Oh, that's the Lord. You know, when the Lord mm -hmm. decides something, he gives you grace for it. Yeah. yeah. I experienced that in a powerful way. But it was when he announced again, when he was in Amsterdam, that he was not going to be going to a Christian school. Instead, he wanted to go to a state school, Ohio State to be particular. It was a, another crisis for me. And it took, it took God working with me for a period of several weeks to get me to the place. And the short story is that the first, he just, Dave just asked me, would you just pray about this? And I was like, of course I'll pray. And I spent the first several days praying that the Lord would change his mind. <laughs> and then realizing, oh my gosh, what if actually what I'm thinking is not right. That scared me, actually. Mm -hmm. So I started praying that the Lord would at least letting me peer into his will for Dave in, in ways that I could handle, you know. And over time, my prayer started to change to be more like, please show me your way. Please show us your way. Please guide us. Still sort of thinking that Dave would come around. And then during this also period of time, I, people loved, it was just, you know, Dave's a very infectious personality. People kind of love to know what's going on with him, love to know him. So how's Dave doing? And I would say, he's doing great. My gosh, I mean, he has literally found the Lord in Amsterdam. It's amazing. I'm so thrilled. What about school? What is it? What is he thinking about next year? Every parent of kids that are ramping up to college get this question all the time. And I said, he wants to go to a state school. Like this is morning for me. <laughs> and um, everybody said, that sounds really right for Dave. 
And the, the person that was doing, um, helping me with my drawing at this time said, you know, that's so great. I went to a state school. My roommate led me to the Lord, changed my life. I'm like, well, that was good for you, but you know. <laughs> not for Dave. <laughs> yeah. And then you know, my dad was such a proponent of Christian schools. You know, how's Dave doing? Great. But dad, he wants to go to Ohio State. He goes, you know, last year I would have said bad move. But this year, boy, that sounds right for Dave. Still, I wasn't, I wasn't convinced. And so I said to the Lord, finally, I can't believe how brazen I am sometimes rude with him. Lord, if it's your will, you have to show me in your word. I believe your word. And then I'll know you're talking to me, not just my dad, not just Jennifer. And I was studying for my Sunday school class that I taught. And I read the story of Daniel. And it starts out with Daniel, a faithful young man, being plucked out of his environment and being put in Babylon the source of all sorts of debauchery and sin and bad ideas, and even was trained in the, the king's literature of Babylon and in the customs and other things, and yet he stayed faithful to God. And then we know what Daniel's story is, just faithful to God until his dying breath. I read that, and I knew absolutely the Lord was speaking to me so clearly and unequivocally that this was God's path for Dave, my Dave, that I just, I just started crying. Mm -hmm. The Lord is so kind. He's so faithful to tell us if we really do want to know his will, if we really want to know, he will tell us mm -hmm. so we can obey. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We'll get back to the show in a minute. But real quick, I just wanted to remind you to order a copy or two or three of my parents' new book, The Rhythm of Us. All right, let's get back to the show. Something that we've noticed about families who are healthy and thriving and doing life well together, the parents have this way of listening to their kids and respecting their opinions and their thoughts and ideas and dreams and holding them with value. And I just, I noticed that about the way that you talk about your kids when we watch the show and we read the book, it seems to be this idea of respect towards them seems hmm. to be a high value for you. Can you talk about that a little bit more, where that comes from and how that looks in your family life? Oh, I would, I would love to, because it's, it is crucial, especially, um, I mean, respect starts at a very young age, just in lots of little ways, but I just feel like as kids are in school and middle school and then high school, and then as young adults too, they are formed in God's image uniquely. And they have opinions from their own experience and also who they are that God created them to be that have value. And it's so rich if you allow that. And I mean, as a parent, it infills your life into areas that you don't have understanding in or you don't have experience or interest in. And if you're interested in something that your kid 
is showing an interest in and respect their opinion about things that can have opinions. <laughs> it builds relationship. It builds trust. One of the things that I discovered very early as a, when my kids were starting to date very seriously, the women that would become their wives, they actually had ways of cooking and preparing food that were completely different than my ways. And at first, my first reaction was to say, oh, no, let me teach you how to do that. <laughs> when I realized, actually, this is, this is better. This tastes better. <laughs> this is um, more efficient or, or whatever. And having them then kind of teach me has been so enriching for me. And I, I think having an open mind, like the boys can cook meat maybe better than my husband can. <laughs> Surprise. And, and to say, hey, the grill's all yours, you know, yeah. or do you think this outfit looks okay? Actually, <laughs> you, you know, you might want to change this and saying, okay, thanks. Instead of saying, actually, I like this, but you know, like disregarding it's, yeah. it's a, it's actually valuing. Yeah. Not just pretending like you are, but actually valuing their opinion, thinking it actually might be better than yours. Yeah. So good. good. Well, I know that my son will cook meat better than me. <laughs> Guaranteed it. I think my whole family can put money on it. They're like, Dad, your grilling skills need a lot of work. And I receive it and I try the best I can. But boy, I know they're all going to outpace the son-in-laws and my son. So, Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing some of this. It's been so good. Now, I know those listening go, okay, I want to talk about the show a little bit, you know, <laughs> the established home. I, I know we've got a lot of fans, a lot of people listening, watch this, whatever. What's the backstory there? How did this all go down? How You know, you're, you're designing homes in Michigan, you know, they're in Waco. Like, how, right. how did it go? Like, give us the dirt. Tell us the story. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Instagram is a funny thing. It can connect people that before would have no way of knowing what was happening anywhere. And turns out Joanna Gaines is on Instagram. Huh. And my son, John, the one that still lives in Chicago with his wife, Maura, they are photographers and they've done all of our photography work. And they were hired to do some photography work for a couple issues of the Magnolia Journal. So they went down to Waco and um, were with Chip and Joanna to do a couple photo shoots. I have a feeling there was a connection made at that time, in addition to um, Joanna finding me and my work on Instagram. Joanna loves good design. And so they, they were given this opportunity to start this network of people who tell stories, real people, who are doing interesting things um, in design, you know, cooking, gardening, all these different things that they're pursuing now on the Magnolia Network. And they call us not stars or anything like that, but storytellers. And so they're looking to tell stories that inspire. And so they're just finding real people. So the, the contact from the Magnolia Network, the executive director, contacted me and just said, we have this idea. We'd like to talk to you. And we talked for a while. 
And so I did a pilot. Um, and it's actually a, a show that's still on called Point of View, a de designer's profile point of view. So it, it's an anthology show that shows has a different designer each episode and kind of gets into their head and their world and their type of design. And when they saw the pilot and the kind of work that we were doing, they asked if we would be interested in doing actually a series. And so this was a big family conversation because it would involve the family. And how do you guys feel about this? But we were all, after the experience with the pilot, it was a very good experience. It was like, I, I was afraid of some things, you know, like, what are they going to make us, are they going to try to get us to get, have conflict? Or, you know, are they going to like race us through a design that takes us months to do? We can't do it fast. And ev they were true to their word on everything. Yeah, we want the true design and we are not manufacturing conflict. In fact, we, we would really like to see a family that works together and respects each other and loves each other. And we think it would be inspiring. And so they said, we just want you to be you. We're not going to dictate any scenes. And I am so happy with the way it turned out. They did a beautiful job with it. They really did. And I love how they capture your family. You know, I, I feel like you get a good sense of not just the work that you guys do together, but the way that you work together. And that is inspiring. So I think it turned out so well. How has that affected you guys as a family? And now that it's out in the world, has it changed the business? Has it changed anything about your life? Well, um, it's kind of interesting because living in West Michigan, these people are just kind of a kind people who live here. And so it's been easy for us to transition into this. Um, people are just very kind and respectful here and so supportive of what we're doing. Um, it's very exciting. Our, our shop here that we have a home decor shop in town, people are now coming from all over the place and it's so fun to meet them. And um, they kind of keep a log of where everyone's coming from and they get a coffee at the Bradbury Cafe inside the store and find some pretty things. And so that's been fun for us. That's just fun to see people seeing Grand Rapids from our eyes and experiencing Michigan. It's just been a positive experience. It's the, the, the family has enjoyed it. I've had to hire help a lot more than Dale now help me <laughs> with just, uh, you know, like a whole staff at the store. So I would say that's been a big change is realizing that I need more help than I ever needed before. But that's also opened some very interesting doors to have relationships with all kinds of people that I wouldn't have before that are now working with us. So cool. Well, I mean, it's always just amazing to watch a story like yours unfold. You know, you talked about you know, you like, we're going to go to Michigan, we're going to land the plane, we're going to enjoy, you know, grandkids and the whole life, retire, right? We're going to yeah. retire, take it easy. God's yeah. like, you're cute. That's funny. You <laughs> That's know? Like, so cute. Yeah. So cute, you know, but we've got other plans. And then just all that he's done and the people he's brought and sounds like the growth that he's done in you and your family has just been spectacular. So, so neat to hear this story and watch your journey play out. And I know that it's just, 
you know, there's plenty more chapters to be written. So we're honored to have you here. And I know everyone listening here deeply appreciates your time that you're spending with us here today. One thing we like to do before we kind of wrap up the show is, you know, we're all about rhythms, rhythms of a thriving marriage and family and life. And there's five rhythms that we talk about in the book that we wrote. And we like to ask our guests like, Hey, as we impact these five rhythms with you, it's off the cuff. You don't know this may be a little off your personality. Like, wait, 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 wait. I you know, <laughs> We always like to kind of say, hey, these are the five rhythms. Where do you feel like you guys are winning in these rhythms? And where some of you are going, okay, I'd like, we'd like to grow in this area. And these are the five rhythms. You know, it's the rhythm of speaking life. It's this idea of speaking words of life to each other and about mm -hmm. each other. It's the rhythm of serving, locking arms, serving each other, uh, slowing down. Like mm -hmm. life is busy. We can practice slowing down. Uh, the rhythm of adventure is mm -hmm. one. And then the rhythm of awe is the staying. fifth rhythm and staying in Ooh, awe yeah. of God and each other. So I'll let you give you a second. <laughs> All right. you on okay. Well, I think the first one, particularly for Dale and I, is just recognizing what the person has done that's nice for you. Like my husband makes me a cup of coffee every morning. Mm -hmm. It is worthy of thanking him every morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. and just being thankful for all, there's so many tiny things that husbands and wives can do for each other. And it could either become routine. It's like, those are my jobs. These are your jobs. Mm -hmm. But thanking them for mm -hmm. all those things all the time has been really great for Dale and I. And I do notice it if I get super busy and I'm like, thank you, you know, or just, you know, don't really give it the effort that is required to show my thankfulness mm -hmm. and it, it affects the relationship. So that's a good rhythm. That is um, good. I, I think for us, slowing down is something that we thought was going to happen to us <laughs> and hasn't. And so now it has to be real. I thought we thought just by inertia, it would happen to us, but now it has to be extremely proactive or intentional. Mm -hmm. And so we very rarely schedule anything in the evenings with our kids. We do sometimes, but we are, we don't do many social things in the evenings at all. We're home alone together. And that is really helpful for us to slow down. So good. That's so good. Love well, it. this book, Establishing Home, people can get it out there. It's exciting. It's so it takes an even deeper dive of some of the stories we heard today. So, but where can they find you? Follow you. Sounds like you're on Instagram, but where can people <laughs> connect with you and tell you how much they love you and your family? Oh, that's okay. So yes, Instagram is Jean Stouffer Design. The book is gonna be everywhere. Amazon, Christian booksellers, everywhere. And our show, um, Established Home, The Established Home on the Magnolia Network. And all of my kids have their own handles and they leave very, lead very interesting lives. <laughs> I love that your mom introduced you to one of your first clients and now here you are, you know, your PR and for your kids. So that's, yeah, that's, there we go. That's really, really cool. Well, Jean, thank you so much for sharing your story and being with us. Uh, it's just an honor to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for the, the pleasure, honestly, of being with you too. Thank you. 
Oh, it was such a great conversation with Jean. Yeah, she really is awesome. I just want to snuggle up and like just have a cup of coffee with her and her family <laughs> and get so to know great. them better. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for listening in. We hope this episode blessed you and we would love to hear from you. Uh, please take a second and leave a review on iTunes. Hit us up on our website, therhythmofus.com or hey, we're out there on social media. Come find us and say hi. Also, you can find all the info for today's episode, all the books and links mentioned in our show notes over at our website, therhythmofus.com. Also, we're really excited to announce that we had the honor of writing a seven-day Bible plan entitled, you guessed it, The Rhythm of Us. And you can find it on the YouVersion app. All you have to do is go. It's completely and totally free. Seven days for you and your spouse to kind of walk through these five powerful rhythms and watch God do some big things in your life. So with that being said, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in week in and week out. Guys, we appreciate you. We'll catch you next time on The Rhythm of Us.